1: They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black.
0: Minute 36, Dave fails to explain his passion project. To tackle Minute 36, we have me again, Robert Black. But I've got a special interview along the way. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the? There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy.
1: Yeah, that. This doesn't make any sense. A problem? A promise to no, 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 no. It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. But I get a few words from you before you go.
0: Minute 36 begins with a few more stomps of the Minotaur's hooves, but this time it's leaving. Dave's trick with the towel has worked. Second seven, we angle on Dave and Annie. then slowly they stand up. Second 13, Annie hits Dave and says, what "The fuck did you do?" Dave takes a breath and puts his hands together. In 2nd 18 he speaks and I imagine that he has pictured this moment in his mind many times like accepting an award or something. And his friends are going to pat him on the back and all will be well. Remember, he may know that there are booby traps but he doesn't know that anyone has died because of them. In fact, I wonder if Dave thinks the Minotaur is even dangerous. Or is this like a childish game right now and that's why building a cardboard maze in his living room? There's so much bigger on the inside as a feat worth bragging about. Dave. It's a passion project. And Annie pulls the wind right out of his sails. Dave, Greg, and Bryn are dead. Dave, damn it. Harry, who, knowing the maze has killed people, still wanted to capture Dave's ineptitude and boyish charm a few minutes ago, adds, second 24, and Jane with the head. Dave deflects. Damn it. Why didn't you guys listen to me? I didn't want anyone to get hurt. It's me. Well, I'm not trying to kill anyone. Okay, I can explain it. I can explain everything. Four second pause, then... No, I can't. But you know who might be able to explain everything? I've got an interview with the host of Dave Made a Minute, Robert Black. How did you get involved with Dave Made a Maze? Well, last December, I was winding down the year in my blog. Your blog. Tell us more about that. Uh, My blog, the Groundhog Day Project, began August 2nd, 2013. I watched the movie Groundhog Day. Shout out to Groundhog Minute hosts, Sean and Dave. uh, And Dave made a minute participant. Made me aware of this Movies by Minutes format back in the spring. Uh, So I wrote a review of Groundhog Day, sort of. Then the next day I watched it again and wrote about it a different way. And the next, and the next... For a year, I watched and wrote about Groundhog Day every day. Then I watched other movies, often for a week at a time, and I'd have monthly themes like romantic comedies or 80s action movies. And once a month or so, I'd come back to Groundhog Day. How many times have you seen Groundhog Day? Somewhere over 400. Whoa. Just for the vlog. That doesn't take into account all the times I've watched it between when it came out in 1993 and when I started the blog in 2013. So... How did that get you to Dave Made a Maze? Did you just do a month of labyrinth-themed films? No, nothing like that. I was winding down the year. This was what I call phase four of my blog. Phase four, I was going back through movies that I watched many times as a kid. I grew up in the era of VCRs and movie rental places, and we had a lot of movies on video when I was a kid. Say a little more about that. We'd rent movies often from places like The Warehouse or Music Plus. This was before Blockbuster. Tell- we'd buy a few or we'd, re- we'd record them off TV. Mm-hmm. We were early to cable TV as well. We had on TV at one point, select TV at another, and eventually found our way to charter communication in the 90s. We'd rent movies often. There was this one rental place, I don't remember the name, uh, in South Pasadena that had movies to rent and sold frozen yogurt. <laughs> we'd get some frozen yogurt and sit down or wander the store, Thinking about what to rent. It was great. So, lots of movies, yada, yada, yada. I'm a few months into what I thought might be a one month bit in the blog. I'm spending a few days to a week with movies I've seen so many times that sometimes I quote the dialogue and don't even realize I'm quoting anything. I was deconstructing my childhood experience with film, basically. But the Dave Made a Maze day was different. Tell us about that. Well, I just covered The Road Warrior. Readers of the Lost Ark, and The Legend of the Lone Ranger for three days each. Next on my list, I was going mostly in chronological order by release date, was For Your Eyes Only. And I'd actually already written about that movie in my blog once before when Roger Moore died. And I had seen All the Money in the World that day, uh, December 26, 2017. And that movie and the the behind-the-scenes changes, especially with recasting Christopher Plummer for Kevin Spacey after production was over. Seemed like something worth writing about. Sure. But I turn on Dave Made a Maze, which had come up as a recommended movie or whatever on Amazon Prime. As background noise while I'm writing. Normally, I would only write my blog about movies that I had already seen so that I could write while the movie was on and save time. Since I saw All the Money in the World and the theater, I wanted something on while I wrote about it later, right? So I turn on Dave Made a Maze and almost immediately it grabs me. I end up writing just three sentences about all the money in the world before moving on. What? So, what were those three sentences? I saw all the money in the world today, but I have nothing really to say about it. Performances were fine, but Mm -hmm. it's a bit too plot-driven to really offer any insight into the characters. Okay. Solid, but nothing special. So, I read about Dave mix in spurts that first time because I am drawn in. I am enjoying the crap out of this movie. I was going to be putting together a top ten movies for 2017 in my blog in a few days. And I had a feeling already that this one would make the list. Did it? (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, definitely. When I wrote my top ten, the list got a little out of hand, of course. My initial scribbles included 11 films. And then I thought of others that should be in the running. And I eventually settled on posting a top 30 instead. Do you want... And that list was missing some good ones. I, I don't like ranking things very much. Dave Made a Maze was the second movie I wrote down when I first started scribbling down movies. What was the first? I don't know if I want to say. I'm trying to come up with a different way to manipulate people into podcasting about and watching that one like I did with this one because I love it. Uh, I probably won't, but it's one of my many movies by minutes ideas running around on the maze of my mind. Maybe I'll just do that one by myself. I don't know. Or I'll get a co-host or I'll manipulate people like I did this one. I don't know. It's a great movie. Do you know what you will be doing after you're finished with Dave? Not to get ahead of the story. Do I ever ever want to be finished with Dave? I mean, if Bill Watterson got around to doing a sequel, and I've got some ideas for it if you're having trouble, Bill, I would want to write about that or podcast about that, too. But I've also got Michael Myers' minute going on now. That's three episodes a week, and because of my own obsessive notes, and my occasional... Inability to remember to find guests. Yeah. I do a lot of that one by myself. It takes up a lot of time. And in theory, I can keep doing that one right through the Halloween franchise when I finish with the first film early next year. In fact, Dave Made a Minute and Michael Myers' Minute will be winding down pretty close to each other. That's right. So maybe I'll take a break from that one and focus just on one new thing. Which is minute. what? Well, currently I'm planning on doing The Room Minute. Covering the Brie Larson movie no. from a couple years ago. No. No. No, Uh, Tommy Wiseau's cinematic class, (laughs) and using that as a jumping off point to discuss bad movies and my love for them. And I've got a co-host for that one, so that might take some of the pressure off, but we were talking about how I got to Dave Made a Maze. We were. I fell in love with this movie, and I took a break from the deconstruction of my childhood with film and proceeded to watch and write about Dave Made a Maze for the next week. Bringing the blog into the new year with 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 a beautiful little film that made me feel good about life. It reminded me that I do have people in my life that I care about and care about me. And it was also such a wonderful little example of filmmaking. It all is that stuff that I've learned even more yeah. detail about since. The sheer amount of cardboard, all the hard work building and tearing down so many cardboard oh, yeah. sets, and the whimsy and imagination that it. A couple participants early in this podcast had some negative things to say about that, and I say bring on the whimsy. Bring on the imagination. Bring on the beautiful little stories full of outlandish ideas as long as they are grounded in characters that feel as real as these characters do. This is going in minute 36, right? When Dave announces that the maze is a passion project and he's met with silence. I've felt that before. What are you doing? I'm watching Groundhog Day every day and writing about it. Why? (laughs) I'm breaking down Halloween one minute at a time and talking about it. Why? Or maybe insert the sound of crickets here. I can do that. But hey, the Groundhog Day Project never got any Flemish tourists killed. (laughs) That you know of. That I know of. I mean, between talk of fate in Michael Myers' minute and all the iterations of the same events and the same people over and over again in the Groundhog Day Project, I can imagine that my trip to Woodstock, Illinois somehow led to some person or another there that same weekend to celebrate the film and the holiday, Groundhog Day. Being in a particular location that they might not have been in at a particular moment because of the butterfly effect. Insert Ian Malcolm explaining away with the water drops on his hand, and one thing leads to another and to another, and... The shorthand is the, the butterfly effect. A butterfly can flap its wings in Peking and Central Park, you get rain instead of Central. It rains in Japan or whatever, and some guy gets hit by a moving truck at the intersection of East Jackson and North Jefferson. That's where Phil Connor steps in front of the moving truck, isn't it? Yep. So But no. As far as I know, the Groundhog Day project never got anyone killed like Dave's Passion Project did, and I certainly never killed and ate anyone. Would you admit it if you had? Not here, no, but maybe over on Michael Myers' minute, it would be more fitting. Okay, and finally the, the classic question now. Where is the weirdest place you have ever found a bread roll? Oh, I didn't work on Dave Maze. I wasn't there for the bread roll antics of Adam Bush. I just loved the movie and wanted to do something weird with it. It deserves more love. Uh, yeah. A bigger audience. It's on Hulu, people. If you were listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Well, if you were enjoying the chaos and confusion of the show, maybe put off watching the movie until we're done. End of January, early February. Hulu better be ready when. All of our millions of listeners watch <laughs> <No> Dave Made a <laughs> Maze at the same time and then tell their friends about it, and they tell their friends, and they tell their friends. Thank you for your time. How about we throw this one back together? Now, now back, to minute, back to minute 36. Dave just failed to explain everything. Second 44, he asks, who else came in? Gordon. Everybody. That is not a productive answer, Gordon. Dave. Okay. Um... And he thinks ever so briefly before changing gears. Well then, we should probably get out of here. Uh, Thank you guys for coming to get me. Shall we? Second 53, Dave casually gestures toward the blue towel blocking the entryway. Annie. Even if we get out of the maze, we still have a water buffalo. Is that a line racist? Second 57, Harry corrects her. Minotaur. Annie. Minotaur in our apartment. And the minute ends. That is all for Minute 36. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at
1: Lemming Drops And then I can probably disarm all the traps. And then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me?
0: That was me, Robert Black with Michael Myers Minute, taking on Minute 36 of Dave Made a Maze. Thanks again to Robert Black. I will be back in, well, next time on Dave Made a Minute. I'm here again because we had a drop-off. Robert Black of The Groundhog Day Project will be taking on Minute 37.
1: Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is leaving this godforsaken place, and her presence is strong here by Parvis decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio, and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at Lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your Podcatcher of choice. And check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening.
0: As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what?